luminaries, talking to the brightest minds in tech. We are technologists and we share an awesome responsibility. The next three decades will hold even more progress, coming more quickly than ever before. A new age of miracles is literally just around the corner. Your hosts are Mark Schaefer and Douglas Carr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Luminaries, where we talk to the brightest minds in tech. Today, this is going to be so interesting, Doug. We're exploring the intersection of technology and coffee. Are you a, are you a coffee snob? Are you an aficionado? I'm more of an addict. Really? <laughs> yes. I, I kind of am, too. So, like... You know, I'm sort of time zoning, you know, we're on a different time zone here. Like this morning, I woke up and thought, okay, I got to have my coffee. But yes. our guest today is not going to appreciate me very much because I like my coffee to taste like a milkshake. <laughs> so she's probably going to boot me out the door. Today, our guest is Marsha Osborne, the Chief Operating Officer of Brigo. And uh, this is an Austin-based startup with a fascinating story. And Marsha, what an amazing background you have in operations, quality lead and leadership. But I also noticed that you went to the University of Tennessee, where I live. So go Vols! <laughs> Yay, go Vols! <laughs> go Vols! Now, this is going to be a powerhouse show because Marsha has so many talents and diverse interests, which we'll get into. Uh, she's also held a variety of leadership roles at Tyco Electronics, Raytheon, and Texas Instruments. She was named... Uh, uh, part of the Women of the Year Awards for 2012-2013 by the National Association of Professional Women. Wow. I mean, Marsha, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's going to be Such so much be fun. So much fun. Absolutely. It's great to be here because I am a coffee addict. And, I, I, you know, you guys don't even know this. So when we were at South by Southwest, I was hunting around and walking around the convention center, and I saw this machine, and I saw this beautiful, large machine. It was Brigo, and it said, you know, you can order coffee on your mobile device, pay for it right there. It would notify you when your coffee was ready. And I sat there like a geek staring in the window. Like this a geek? Okay, you are a I geek. am a geek. I am a geek, but I'm staring in the window, and I am watching this machine make my perfect cappuccino with no spillage, no anything, and then it texts me when my coffee was ready. I didn't even know. Now we're talking to the chief operating officer of that company. That's absolutely incredible. So first, welcome. Second, thank you for a wonderful, perfect cappuccino. And then uh, and then maybe for our audience, talk about Brigo and what you call the connected coffee experience. Oh, I'd be happy to. And I really appreciate the opportunity today to be here with you guys and so much fun. When we love talking about Brigo, everybody at Brigo is as energized and excited as I am how about they, how they come up with the name. So the name Brigo comes from our founder Charles Charles Studer. Actually, we call him Chaz, and his grandfather had a machine um, tooling equipment company in Syracuse, New York, oh, yeah. and it was called Briggs. You might have heard of it. So oh, the way, yeah. like like Briggs, Briggs, Briggs and Stratton. Yes, yes, yes. <gasps> wow. wow. And cool. so what he did to keep his heritage and pay homage to his own family, etc., he took the Briggs part of it, dropped the S, and added the O for coffee on the go. 
That's oh. so another Brigo. People think of barista on the go as well. When That's fantastic. Thinking of the name Brigo. Yeah. So what's so what is this concept of the of the connected coffee experience? I've never heard of anything like that before. Well, I think that Doug actually just described it perfectly <laughs> by his experience at South by Southwest and exactly what's happening there. So you've got the whole system and the technology, et cetera, and then you're, you're connecting with your customer on their perfect cup of coffee. And it, whether it's a milkshake or not, I know you said earlier. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that allowable? Yes, it yeah, is. Oh, is yeah, it really? Because you perfect can, is personal. Okay, I'm the, in. The menu is unlimited. Oh. The flavoring that you can add, uh, sugar, right. sweeteners, yes. dairy, everything. Yeah. yeah. It's wow. all fresh ground coffee, and we source our beans very specifically for the blend that we're looking for that is unique to Brigo, so that it's beautiful as an espresso, and then it's also lovely paired with your favorite dairy product or non-dairy for that matter or syrup we have all gourmet syrups fresh dairy etc and all you make inside it the machine yes oh, all wow. inside yeah and for people listening you know to get a to get a picture one you want to go to the website and and look at there's beautiful videos there and everything else but this machine is probably i'm guessing eight feet wide maybe oh it's huge yeah by yeah. like oh i know it's a it's a it's a entire it's 40 square feet 40 square feet yes. for a cup of coffee. Yes, yes. 40 square feet. For any type of coffee, yeah. not for just a, a cup. perfect cup of coffee yeah. that yeah. you create yourself. Oh, that's awesome. That's and awesome. so what we're really doing is empowering people to become their own barista and create perfectly customized gourmet coffee or hot chocolate or tea oh, on demand. The Connected Coffee Experience leverages Brigo's whole bean Latin American blend, fresh dairy, and gourmet syrups to deliver quality, consistency, and convenience all through a mobile app or at the house itself. So you can – so what do you do? You can use an app to sort of like order it and you show up and it's there? Yes. So uh-huh. you can download the app. Uh-huh. You can create your perfect – Coffee, yeah. and then you can save it, by the way, as a favorite. The app will ask you, do you want to order the same thing as last time, or would you like to tweak it? You can tell it exactly how much dairy you would like, what type of dairy, if you want it to be mild or mellow or strong or bold, etc. You can tell it exactly what you're looking for. Create that perfect cup of coffee, and then save it as a favorite. And every single time, let's say you're in a security line at the airport, and you're on the go, you're hurrying to your flight, but you want that perfect cup of coffee. you know that machine is there. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) Yes. Now I'm starting to get it. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're in security line, and you're creating and ordering your cup of coffee. It's being made over there. It sends you your own personal code. So you get to the machine, put your code in, also, there's no mistaking your name because you put your name in as well. <laughs> yeah. And so you walk up to the machine, you see your name displayed in the lights, you hit pick up, put your personal code in, and voila, your now, perfect and, cup and of coffee so is presented to how you. How long has the company been around? So the technology started about 10 years ago with Chaz thinking he was doing some soul searching, doing some touring, et cetera. And he was actually in South America going to some of the coffee farms, et cetera, and realized that, wow, there was a huge opportunity to pair this beautiful thing the farmers were doing and creating with technology Mm. to create this perfect cup of coffee. So there he started with the idea in creating this technology. And in that system is the most 
advanced, unbelievable technology that you can possibly imagine. But it's great because every time the lines get long or that kind of thing, the machine doesn't get flustered. The yeah, machine right? <laughs> makes your perfect cup of coffee yeah. every single time. Yeah. Consistently. Well, and you could be at, at Austin and get that cup of coffee, or you could be over at the Dell corporate offices, or you could be at San Francisco. Right. And yeah. no matter where you are or where a machine is, you yeah. order that same cup of coffee, and you're going to get that, that consistent, so cool. beautiful coffee every time. Nice. Now, one of the things I saw when I was preparing for the show was this idea that beyond technology – you're also committed to creating a sustainable supply chain, oh, which yes. I think is very, is very, very cool. Because uh, I know there's a lot of issues with uh, coffee right now. There's there's uh, there's some environmental issues with coffee right now, and and, and I read that there's even some uh, scarcity issues with coffee right now. So talk a little bit about the uh, the sustainability part of the supply chain and what you're working on. Okay, so I think some of the things you might be referring to is in at some of the areas where the farms are, there's natural disasters like volcanoes, et cetera, that happen. Or there are insects that invade their crops, that kind of thing. Yeah. And if you go to these farms, you see that these, a lot of them are very small operations. And we are committed to giving back to the farmer. And so we actually even did a campaign in the fall where 10 cents from every cup of coffee that we sold went back to the farmers. We also created a place where our customers could donate to those farmers as well oh, wow. so that we can give back to their livelihood so that generation after generation, they will continue to want to be in this business. But it is difficult for them. In, in many of those cases, the areas are pretty underdeveloped and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they need the resource and the help with technology, et cetera, so that their livelihood can continue to be sustainable and also scalable mm-hmm. as we go forward in the world because coffee is a very popular commodity across the world in yeah. all the regions. Yeah, I, I saw a documentary about how difficult it is to, to, to grow coffee, and I was, I was surprised by that. Yeah, because I mean, you get it anywhere, right? Yeah. So, well, it's just fragile because, as Marcia said, these these farms are very small, and it doesn't take much to to kind of throw them for a loop. Yeah, hundred percent. So, it was curious. We're we're at Dell Tech World. We're yes. talking to you, uh, and there's obviously some kind of interesting connection there between Dell and Brigo. What is where where did that start, and what is it? So our participation at Dell World is actually the culmination of a long-standing partnership between Dell and Brigo. We were fortunate to place a Brigo coffee house at Dell headquarters back in 2015, and that was directly with the relationship with our CEO and also co-founder, Kevin Nader. He actually worked with Michael for eight years as president of Dell Financial, and so they have a good relationship, a long-standing relationship. And basically, Kevin reached out to him and said, hey, you know, we've come up with this new technology. By the way, we've partnered with you on making this all come to fruition. Can we place a coffee house there? He said, yes. And 2015, it began. So, so it really is a coffee house because you said it's like 40 square feet. Yes, It's it like is. a little barista area. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is a beautiful barista that never gets tired and mm-hmm. consistently produces a quality 
cup of coffee that's convenient to our customer. So, so I happen to appreciate my sarcastic barista that I see, you know, on a on a daily basis. And and one of the things that I thought that was interesting about Brigo was you're not looking to replace baristas. You're not oh, no. looking, yeah. And so t- talk about that, that you're, you know, you're not trying to conquer the world and, and put every coffee house out of business. No, not at all. In fact, we have to have people to make this come to fruition. And all we're doing is creating more interesting, kind of more challenging opportunities for people to work right alongside with a barista. You still need your barista to create your recipes and things like that to be able to develop the technology that we're developing. But you have people that create these, that we're creating jobs all over the world. Yeah. And even in the different areas, we're we're creating jobs like in San Francisco, we've hired our first um, two employees there that will be servicing the machines and being able to provide the technology, the service tech for the machines. That's great. And, and the locations of the machines are not where a coffee house would be. Right? No. You guys are optimizing where these machines are located for where coffee houses can't be. Exactly. And for when you only need 40 square feet, yeah. it's a lot easier to put these in a lot of different locations. And not only that, it's not brick and mortar. So you don't have to build out like a restaurant has to build out a full location. They're pretty mobile. I mean, we do have to be connected to power and water and data. But besides that... You don't have to build out a full restaurant like in many other cases. We're creating jobs that are interesting across the country for all the way from technology, engineering, supply chain, operations, actually manufacturing. We build them right there in Austin, Texas, right now in our location that's just down the street from the Dell headquarters, and which is it's fantastic for us because yeah. we've been able to collaborate on the Dell roadmaps and the technology and where they're headed and how we incorporate that and create more innovation with what we're doing. And then there's the cloud and the data part of it all to where we connect from the system, the customers, and look at what's going on, what are the trends, what are people ordering, and so forth, and then create a better and better experience for our customer. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And one of the things that I uh, really appreciate about you, Marsha, is your positive and optimistic view of technology. You know, so many times on our podcast, we're talking about cybersecurity. And yeah. I'm, I almost ask everybody, like, is the Terminator coming? But this is cool. And so I, I want to do something unusual. I've never done this before, but I'm going to read something that you wrote for us as we were preparing this because I just love this so much. My vision for technology is built on making everyday lives easier and more productive by reducing repetitive low value at low value added tasks, letting us focus and spend our time on the activities, activities we personally value, activities that increase our personal sense of well-being, passion, and belonging. I sleep better at night knowing that my work directly supports others to enrich their relationships with family, friends, coworkers, and the organizations we commit our time to. That was just like an oasis to me. I think you are the Oprah of technology. <laughs> can you be my wow. best my best friend? Marcia? Yes. But I just, yes, I, just, I can. I just love this because it, it's it, it just focuses on the on the positive, helpful, 
relationship. And something that, that I've been writing a lot about in my own work is this idea of belonging, how we, we're in a belonging crisis in our, in our world. And the perspective you have here is that by implementing technology in the right ways, it can really help people belong. And I, I, I just, I just love that. And thank you, and now you get connected coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> because we believe we're igniting the customer connection, the device connection, and the logistics connection in everything that we do. We see the world and the glass is half full and making us all more connected and more mobile in everything that we're doing yeah. so that we can connect with each other from wherever we are. You know we're all doing it anyway, yeah. and we just brought coffee into that. It's funny. I'll tell you a, a funny story. I... I implemented, in my old days, I implemented one of the first customer portals in the world. And this was across every culture. We were in Russia and Asia and South America. And when people logged in, I wanted, there there was a picture of a cup of coffee. And people thought, all the IT people thought I was crazy because they wanted to put pictures of machines. <laughs> and I said, coffee is the one thing that goes across every culture. It does. That says, this is a calm and safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, coffee is like the break that you take with your friends. It's so, sort of like in some cultures, it's like a sacred event during the day you do with your coworkers. So that was the thing. When you logged in to this first, and everybody was afraid of this thing, right? Yeah. Just like we're talking about AI now, it was like customer portals back then is going to replace jobs and all this. And you log in, and it was just unexpected. There was a cup of coffee. So there, there's my coffee and technology story. Great. <laughs> That's incredible. What? Nobody asked for it, but I told it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to go back to the beginning because I, I, I do want to really emphasize that we have a person here that really is a pioneer in the technology industry, too. And so your perspective is really important from that standpoint as well. I, I'm curious, you know, uh, as a leader in innovation from Tyco to Texas Instruments and Raytheon, was there a single thread or collection of traits in those companies that you worked for that led you to where you are now? Yes, I believe every company with the diversity of people, technology, and organization was important in making me the person and professional I am today. It has all been an important part of my journey and development, and I am forever being inspired, intently listening, and learning with every single step of the way. I continue to apply the learnings from each opportunity to the next, and I'll say that Texas Instruments was actually way before their time, ahead of their time, in the thought of diversity Hmm. and being able to create that that culture, give people opportunities. Really, it was was truly innovative with, I mean, I hate to mention, but I've been at this for about three decades now, and Texas Instruments was one of my first stops, and they focused very much on developing organizations and giving people the opportunity to listen and learn and really develop the talents and the kind of interest they actually had professionally. And then they invested in you. They Mm. invested in training and that kind of thing. And it just helped to shape the person that I am and helped me then to face the challenges through every single company that I've been at. And every one of them has their own unique culture and character, et cetera. And I believe, like at Brigo, I took the best of all of those learnings with the team at Brigo and started to create a culture that I believe really enhanced everybody's lives, coming to work every day. We spend a lot of time there. And even though we're also mobile, 
we have a lot of people in the office collaborating, et cetera. And when you walk into our office, you feel the energy. Mm. And I wanted to create that. Also, we wanted to create an inclusive environment so that everybody felt welcome because I think that it's so important to have a diversity in your team and diversity of thinking. And when you're really looking at future and what to invest in, which way to go next and what should be on our roadmap as you're evaluating the other big companies' roadmaps, et cetera, I think it's really important to hear the diversity of thinking amongst the team. Mm -hmm. And having a diverse work group really helps you to get there with all kinds of diverse backgrounds. I mean, I started in Defense Systems Electronics Group at Texas Instruments and then stayed in defense for several years, which was all behind the scenes, black box stuff, that kind of thing. And I couldn't really talk about what I did. It Mm. was stifling in a way. Outside of work, (laughs) I really couldn't talk about what project I was on or what I was doing or any of those things. But it taught me the kind of discipline and helped me to truly listen and learn from that experience and figure out how could I make a difference and how could I make things better for the next company. And what could I learn there and then apply to that next project or the next company or the organization that I was in? You know, it's it's so inspiring to hear that those those pieces were put into place 30 years ago for you because we you know we talk about it now as if it's a new thing as if it's something that we have to companies have to start doing now but you're sitting here your entire history was was founded you know on those principles so just just fantastic so inspirational and sort of leads into my last question too i'm wondering you mentioned that that the thing that you love is that when you walk into your workplace there's this energy. So if you look at your own personal leadership style, what's that spark? I mean, what's your role in creating? Because, I mean, it's challenging. You've got this younger workforce. They're distracted by all these things. How do you bring them together and create that energy? Well, it's kind of interesting. So when I first joined Brigo, for instance, 18 months ago, I was at a big, huge company right before that, Flex. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Flextronics, but, you know, 110 manufacturing facilities. I actually was a business unit leader for the Apple Mac Pro that built the factory from ground up hmm. right there in Austin, Texas. 350 square feet of manufacturing for that one product, and then was in the rest of the business, which was 1.3 million square feet right there in Austin of manufacturing and technology. And when I walked into Brigo, the first thing I wanted to learn was exactly who are these people? What is their background? What motivates them? What inspires them? So I actually sat down 100% with each and every person, and I talked about what they were doing and what their real desires and goals were for what they wanted to do, and literally re-swizzled the organization, put them in places that would inspire and develop them more and help them to truly achieve whatever their personal goals were for their career and mission, and literally reformed the whole entire organization on that basis. People is what inspires me. I love to learn about every single person I'm working with, and for and all of that kind of thing, just to understand what really motivates them, what floats their boat, what makes them achieve greatness. Because I think if you really care about people and what they're all about and what they really care about, they give you back 200% every day. 
I mean, they truly care when they know that you truly care. And I'm all about walking the talk. I really love learning about every single person and what inspires them and then helping to create those opportunities so that they can reach their goals. That's so interesting because the, the word you're using is almost like an HR function. And, you're, <laughs> and your title is chief operating officer. But to get it to operate, you've got to get the people to operate. Yes. It really does mean appealing to people in a different way. It does. Yeah. And, and especially what you just said. We yeah. have plenty of millennials. Yeah. They actually think totally different than mm-hmm. somebody that's a luminary yeah. or has many, many years of experience. Mm-hmm. They have a different way of looking at work with what they're trying to get. They're, they're more focused on the short term. And is this job going to inspire me and help me reach my goals? Yeah. And it's not long-term thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may be thinking the next couple of years, am I in an inspiring enough, challenging enough role to help me meet my goal? Whereas some of the more experienced people might be thinking a lot differently. And so getting into that and getting into every person's real wants, needs, desires is so incredibly important. And every single time we hire somebody, I absolutely demand that we look at diverse resumes and have enough diversity to choose from and then figure out, you know, where are we missing it in a team? whether it be engineering or software development or manufacturing or supply chain or finance or marketing or business development, I really want to have a good cross-sectional team with diverse thinking to contribute to the overall goal of the company. Marsha, obviously what you're doing is is working. You know, I was just so impressed that Brigo made the fast company list of most innovative companies. And when that edition comes out every year, I just devour it because I, I just love learning about the things that these companies are doing. And here you have this really interesting intersection of technology and coffee, and you made the most innovative list. So that's got to be just make you feel great. Oh, we are incredibly tickled and proud of the accomplishment there. And that opportunity actually landed in our lap um, with a couple of referrals from corporate clients, investors who knew about our business, our leadership. So how, so, so how does that happen? Did, they, did someone have to like recommend you for the list? Well, they did. You get nominated for the list, and then they interview you, but... A lot of us at Briga are very well connected in the community. And so through our networks, people reached out to us, whether it was clients or investors, et cetera. And all of a sudden, they started to collaborate as a team and talk about what we were doing at Brigo and did it meet the mission of Fast Company. And sure enough, we were voted as one of the 10 top Fast Fastest growing companies. Couldn't be more proud oh. of that accomplishment. It's just amazing. That's a, that's an incredible recognition to have, and uh, and and to top it off on this incredible career that you've had and and the uh, the work that you've done. I'm I'm curious. You know, um, you've got probably another you know 50 years left, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all, we're all optimists. That'd be great. We're all optimists here. Well, maybe technology will really kick in. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm starting a special budget for that. 
In my household budget. You need to raise a lot of money Mark's, for that Mark's if personal AI <laughs> fund to keep him living longer. No, but That's seriously, great. as you look back at your career, you know, what, what do you want your legacy to be? I hope my legacy will be that I made a difference. I made a difference either with my family, my friends, my colleagues, my superiors, my subordinates. Whoever knew, knows me and whoever meets me, I hope they'll say, you know, she really made a difference. Mm. She, well, I think you already have. Yeah. <laughs> I Then I'll be happy. That'll be my legacy. That's awesome. So, Marsha, our time has just flown by. It's been such a joy talking to you. Tell our listeners, if they want to learn more about Brigo, where can they go on the web? Brigo.com. It's, I thought that might be it. That's it. <laughs> so that's and they can awesome. come visit us in person. Oh, you, you have like tours? Yes, we would love Free to. samples? Absolutely. <laughs> all right. 100%. Well, I'll be all over that. Now that I know I can make my milkshake slash cup of coffee there. Oh, you can make whatever is <laughs> perfect and personal for you. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, and thanks to all of you. We never take you for granted. Thank you so much for all your kind comments and your support. Thanks to your support. We're one of the top 1% of business podcasts on iTunes, and we're really proud of that. So thank you so much. This is Mark Schaefer, and on behalf of my co-host, Doug Carr, we will see you next time on Luminaries. Luminaries, talking to the brightest minds in tech a podcast series from Dell Technologies.